Sure, your phone is amazing, but it's not amazing at playing music in your car. CarThing, Spotify's hardware device, is. Easier access to all your playlists and podcasts with no lock screen or other distractions, and voice command of it all. Because a car just isn't a car without your music. That's what Spotify thinks at least. Your car just got upgraded with CarThing. Get a CarThing from Spotify.
Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me tonight on Off Limits. We're talking tonight about gay marriage because that is the topic of the day. Is same-sex marriage inevitable? And also um, talking about several other topics, uh, talking about uh, Bruce Jenner coming out finally uh, as being transgender and um, talking about Ted Cruz's uh, gay supporters there in uh, in New York. <clears throat> also, uh, Texas passing an anti-gay a discriminatory anti-gay bill, straight pride events, and and more. So be sure to um, check me out if you want to know more about me at offlimitshow.com. You can listen to the show there live, or you can listen to the show live on Spreaker.com. You can listen to the shows and the archives on Spreaker as well as on uh, iTunes if you want to subscribe there to Off Limits Show or to Gay Mass or to Brain Purge. And um, I think that's it. <laughs> so thanks for listening. So, um, yeah, today we had the Supreme Court um, beginning to hear arguments on uh, the, f- the final decision, essentially, on whether gay marriage will be a civil right across the country or whether it won't be. Um, we've been obviously um, going back and forth, back and forth with this since a couple of years ago when the Supreme Court ruled that uh, DOMA was unconstitutional and struck down the part that that uh, allowed uh, California and other states to decide on their own whether uh, they could have gay marriage. So we now have, I think it's 33 states or something like that, maybe 37, I don't know, it's like 37, I think, or something, states now that actually allow uh, gay marriage where it's legal. And um, the problem, of course, is that it is not recognized across all boundaries in all states. So um, I mean, it's one of the problems anyway. And we have um, the issue, of course, of people um, who are, uh, sorry, trying trying to do something here, Uh, people who are trying to uh, have their marriages recognized in each uh, state, the state that they live in. So, for example, of course, if they're married in in Connecticut, like my husband and I, uh, and they live in Texas like we do, where it's not recognized, uh, the state does not afford all of the same benefits to those couples that they would uh, if they lived in the, the state they were married in or a state that recognizes gay marriage. And of course, it's ludicrous and absurd that this is something that gay couples uh, such as myself have to endure uh, because of all of the um, hassles that uh, are as a result of that. And obviously, you know, the entire gay rights debate is based on bigotry and uh, the entire the, the fact that we have a debate at all, of course, is based on the fact that people don't want gay people to get married because they're bigoted or or um, prejudiced or homophobic, whatever you want to call it. They just don't like the fact that gay guys want to get married or gay women or whatever, or want to have children and want to have the same things that heterosexuals have uh, in terms of um, the law and being legally recognized. And as I've mentioned, of course, many times before on the show, all of the different rights that are afforded to a person because they can be married under the law. Now, obviously, a lot of those rights were afforded to us as gay couples by the federal government because they're handled by the federal government um, once the uh, DOMA was overturned a couple years ago by the Supreme Court. But there are a a lot of other, excuse me, not a handful, a lot of other rights that are handled by states individually, even if they are managed uh, to some degree by the government, they are managed primarily by the states and therefore um, they, those states where you are not able to get married in, even if you are married, uh, in a state that it's legal in, um, you can't get those rights. And so all we're wanting, of course, is the same thing. 
And um, the arguments today um, in the Supreme Court, um, were, you know, essentially they were – the Supreme Court is essentially divided, uh, you know, over, of course, our – same-sex marriage issue. Um, one of the most crucial votes is, of course, uh, Justice uh, Kennedy's vote. And um, he actually gave us you know, a lot of reasons for optimism based on the tone of, and substance of his questions that he asked. You know, I read a lot about it earlier today and about why that is. I won't go into technicalities, but legally he asked he asked some questions and didn't ask others, and it led you to believe that he's definitely on the side of gay rights being uh, the law of the land. <clears throat> it took two and a half hours of arguments essentially over whether the Constitution guarantees same-sex couples the right to marry. And Kennedy said he kind of was on both sides of the, the fence, but generally he was pretty much on our side, it seems. He's kind of the swing vote essentially between the ultra-conservative and the more liberal side of the um, Supreme Court. And he's somewhat of a moderate, I guess you'd say. And he's also the one that really put it over the top um, before with the last uh, vote that they had. And uh, the other people on the court um, basically were very, you know, they reverted to type. The, the conservatives were very anti-gay and they don't want to redefine as they, they quote-unquote redefine gay marriage or redefine marriage, I should say, for the nation. And the um, the more progressive and liberal judges were, of course, saying that it is a civil, civil right and gays are a class and they're entitled to the same thing and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, there are a bazillion different um, reasons that they gave as to why they do or do not want to support gay marriage in the country. And Kennedy said that – he said, I don't want – I don't even know how to count the decimals when we talk about millennia. The definition has – because they kept saying that you know same-sex marriage has been – excuse me, traditional marriage has been around for millennia, and we don't want to redefine it. But he says the definition has been with us for millennia, and it's very different for the court to say, difficult for the court to say, oh, well, we know better. He added that social science on this, the value and perils of same-sex marriage, is too new. Later, though, he expressed um, anxiety about excluding gay couples from the institution of marriage by saying, same-sex couples say, of course, we understand the nobility and the sacredness of the marriage. We know we can't procreate, but we want the other attributes of it in order to show that we too have a dignity that can be fulfilled, Justice Kennedy said. Uh, so those are the things – he said one thing on one side, one thing on the other, or, you know, he kept going back and forth. And so it's hard to really place him. Um, the other things, the other uh, things that discussed are the same-sex marriage bans in Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee – were also divided at the start of the first uh, about whether states must allow same-sex marriage. Um, uh, they, uh, Mary Banuto, whatever, represent, she's representing about a dozen gay and lesbian couples uh, in this um, argument. Uh, she essentially urged the justices to remove the stain, quote, the stain of unworthiness, end quote, that marriage bans produce. And um, that was kind of the crux of, her, crux of her argument, of course. And then other ones were saying there hasn't really been enough time for the federal system to engage in this debate as to whether gay marriage works or it doesn't work, which is fucking bullshit, of course. Uh, Scalia, whom is a horrible – I cannot stand him um, – he said, do you know of any society prior to the Netherlands in 2001 that permitted same-sex marriage? He asked of Benuto, and she said no, at least as a legal matter. Justice Roberts suggested that 
um, she was asking the court to do something radical. And um, he said, you're seeking to join the institution. You're seeking to change what the institution is. And uh, he said, one of the things that's truly extraordinary about this whole issue is how quickly has been, has been the acceptance of your position across broad elements of society. So anyway, there goes on and on and on. And so ultimately, though, there isn't a sure um, – there isn't a clear 100 percent signal as to whether they're going to vote one way or the other. As I said, primarily it seems they're going to vote across uh, their you know, revert to type essentially and vote – Conservatives are going to vote against it, and the liberals are going to vote for it, and then Roberts will be the swing vote. Um, so it's not inevitable, and um, you know, a lot of people have been saying that it has been, and I, I, I think it is inevitable ultimately. I mean ultimately someday it will come to, to fruition that same-sex marriage will have the exact same rights across all states regardless of whether there's a ban or not in place. And uh, but as at this point, in terms of the Supreme Court deciding in this June on June, by the end of June, they have to make a decision um, whether it's inevitable that they're going to uh, it's going to be the law of the land. Now, I don't know. Um, it's not to say we don't know for sure. And um, nothing is inevitable, of course. But I do think that um, it's really just a matter of whether these people do the right thing or not. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I'm so tired of having to discuss gay marriage, gay marriage, gay marriage, gay marriage, gay marriage, gay marriage. Gay marriage is important to gay people who want to get married, obviously. And even those who don't want to get married, um, it's important to have the right to be able to get married and to be able to have the right to have the same, uh, to have, you know, equality um, under the law, which of course is one of the tenets of our constitution. Uh, so it is important whether you want to get married or not to have the right, just like it's important to have the right to be able to walk outside your front door, whether you're, you know, crippled or, or not, you know, or you can walk wherever you want, you still want to be able to do that and have the freedom to do it if you want to. So, um, anyway, so the political, uh, arena, you know, there's been tons of people tweeting all day uh, in support of gay rights, uh, including Hil Hillary Clinton and and you know uh, you know hundreds of other people who are well-known, high-profile individuals uh, in support of of gay rights and saying how um, it's time, it's time, it's time. And I couldn't, of course, agree more. Um, but uh, just as many as there were people saying that they wanted to have gay marriage and that it should be. Um, it should be uh, ruled the law. Uh, there's just many people who are on the other side of the, of the fence, uh, you know, going on and on about how horrible the idea is. And they were saying things like, when the wicked rules, the people groan. <laughs> uh, they were saying, same-sex couples don't have the right to conceive children to get together. They're like siblings, not infertile couples. So therefore, it's not the same, says John Howard. And then marriages from God is not something that can be redefined by five unelected judges. Um, as SCOTUS this morning, praying for marriage, um, stand for marriage, uh, traditional marriage, though this world needs Jesus. I mean, bullshit like this. And then people are losing their jobs because of their beliefs of, on traditional marriage and marriage existed before our constitution, before America was established by God. And if, if you notice anything in most of these, these arguments and all of these arguments, really, it's always about religion. And I always have to try my hardest to somehow, um, you know, have people who are on the opposite side of the fence give me another argument. For example, Moot, I'm trying to hire some writers for Moot for my magazine because I'm revitalizing it. Um, and I got a couple of people interested or whatever. Uh, is that my chair shaking or is there an earthquake happening right now? Hold on. 
it was a small tremor. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, um, um, I had this one guy who I said I was interested in having, of course, mostly progressive writers, liberal progressive writers in the in magazine. But I thought it might be interesting to have one person uh, show a uh, an alternative viewpoint, which would be the contrasting viewpoint of the liberal viewpoint on different topics. And so this one guy, or a few people actually, a few conservatives emailed me and said they'd be, they'd love to do that and they think it's a great idea to have that. And so um, one guy, I said, well, he said I don't really have any. Um, samples, but I, I can, I can write, I can write something for you. Just give me a topic. So I said, fine, write on gay marriage. He said, okay. So he wrote on gay marriage. Next day he sends me an article and, and the article, the entire thing was about the Bible says this, the Bible says that this is what marriage is supposed to be Adam and Eve and not, you know, Adam and Steve. I mean, just, just horribly, you know, stupid wrote arguments that I've heard a bazillion times that have nothing to do with the political arena and nothing to do with the civil rights uh, portion of gay marriage. They all had to do with, with religion. And so it's always impossible for them, it seems, to argue that their side of things without including religion. And so I, I wrote back to him and I said, I understand that it's difficult for people such as yourself who are conservative and Christian, et cetera, um, or evangelical to have a debate about uh, gay marriage without bringing religion into the, to the, to the fold. I said, I want you to write, rewrite this, but I want you to write it so that you discuss it from a non-religious viewpoint and only um, from a civil, a civil rights issue. So having the same civil rights, whether it's called marriage, I mean, it's still called marriage, but I mean, it doesn't have to be sanctioned by a church or anything else. It's just the same civil liberty, right? And so I said, write it from that perspective without the religious portion of your article, and then I'll look it over. He never wrote back. And the reason he never wrote back is because why? Well, they simply cannot divorce themselves uh, from the religion and their thought process. And I understand someone who's highly religious probably can't. But that is where the problem comes in, where we have people who are incapable of being um, um, rational thinkers and are simply just, you know, rehashing and, and regurgitating bullshit they've been taught or whatever by their pastors or their, you know, they've been reinforced by people that they're around all the time that think exactly the same way they do and so forth. And, you know, that's one reason I think it's important for people to expose themselves to different ways of thinking and not just the way, you know, to have, be mired in their own way of thinking. And it's important to always challenge your beliefs. And if you come back to the same belief, fine, that's, that's respectful. But someone who never considers an alternative viewpoint is just a sheep, essentially. And these people who are tweeting and about how gay marriage is, is evil and against religion and against God or whatever they're saying um, are no different. It is essentially the same arguments over and over again. And this is the reason that gay people are winning the, the rights to, um, to have gay marriage um, and have already in most instances and in so many states because the Constitution has and calls for what? Separation of church and state. I mean, this is such a very simple idea, one that's very important, one that we had this country founded on, upon, essentially, a tenet of our, our belief system as a country, as a nation, that stated essentially that we do not have um, um, the state or legislation 
based upon religious belief systems or religion at all. Religion is protected in terms of how you want to live your life. You want to be religious. The freedom to practice your religion, the freedom to practice your religion in your own home, in your own way, and around yourself, whatever, is one thing. And that's fine and protected. But what is not protected is the right for you to to hurl your religious beliefs upon others, to uh, in some fashion, you know, use your religion as a weapon. And it's not acceptable or constitutional for people who are religious this way to uh, somehow usurp the governmental process by injecting their religious beliefs into the, the situation. And instead of doing that, they should only focus on what is logical, what is correct from a legal perspective and not from a religious one. And this is where things have gone wrong, in my opinion, in this country, not just with this issue, but with so many, including abortion and race and so many other things. And as I've said before, of course, you know, they use the same type of arguments against interracial marriage before Loving versus Virginia. And they use the same type of arguments in this country um, against so many different uh, issues uh, because they're afraid. And this is not a Christian nation. It is not a Christian nation. It is a nation of laws. It is a nation that allows you to be Christian, but it doesn't. Not is not a nation that allows you to um, hijack, to, you know, the fucking constitution because it is not that way, and it never will be. And there's a reason for that. That's what we were fucking escaping to begin with. Was Americans was religious persecution, and the freedom from religion, the freedom to not have to practice a particular religion, like the church of England required, you know, um, excuse me, Catholics were required to be, uh, follow the Pope and the people who were in England were required to, to follow the King as their leader and God and so forth. And so, um, they wanted to be able to choose their own religious belief system and follow it in, in their own peace. And this is where things have gone wrong, in my opinion, in this country. So when it comes to gay marriage, we keep having the same arguments over and over and over again and without moving forward at all because it is not going to change. Ultimately, we're going to continue to go around in circles. And the bottom line is what? Is that gay people have the right to marry one another if they so choose because it is a part of the pursuit of happiness is a part of their pursuit of happiness and it is a part of their constitutional right because you have the right to pursue your happiness. You have the right to have equal uh, treatment under the law. It is not equal treatment under the law if you have a certain class of people like gay people, for example, uh, GLBT, whatever people um, whom are not allowed to do the exact same thing that another class of people are allowed to do in the exact same way. People always say, well, gay people can marry uh, somebody in the opposite sex if they want. Sure. But can they marry someone they're in love with, which is what marriage is based on these days? No, they can't. So this is the problem. And um, hopefully we're going to see in June uh, some movement on this and actually find that we're going to have a, um, a law. The, the law of the land in June hopefully will be that all states must recognize gay marriage. Now, the problem in Texas is that Texas, the Texas House Committee passed a bill opposing same-sex marriage. Now, why is that an issue when we know the Supreme Court is deciding on it right now? This was just uh, four or five days ago. Um, why is that an issue? It's an issue because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because 
in Texas, you have to understand the Texas mentality has always been one of rebel and, and maverick. And that's great in some ways, of course, if, you ha if you're fighting for the right cause, the right thing, um, and not bigotry or hatred. But in Texas, you know, they're going to do every single thing they can. You know, Texas is a highly conservative state, which is Republican-led, which has a massive um, Republican majority, um, and they're conservative here. And so, therefore, uh, they're going to do everything they can in their power to – even if it means twisting the law, whatever, to make sure that if the Supreme Court does indeed pass um, a, a law stating that all states must recognize gay marriage, that somehow – they want to exempt Texas from having uh, to abide by the same rules because Texas are rebels out here. We do what we fucking want, essentially. That's how they think. And uh, the, the, the thing about that is, is, of course, that's not going to stand. Ultimately, it's just going to essentially delay gay marriage in Texas, which is what they want. So if, for example, the Supreme Court rules that gay marriage is going to be the law of the land everywhere in the United States of America, every state must recognize it. They're going to pass a law which states essentially that um, no money can be used or you, no Texas state funds can be utilized to um, – to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, have gay marriages essentially in the state of Texas so that the secretary of state will not recognize gay marriages because the money utilized to marry them uh, by licensing, you know, fees or whatever, uh, cannot be used for that. Therefore they cannot recognize it. Even if it's the, the law of the nation, the federal government says it, they're saying that they don't have to follow that law, which is fucking bullshit because the constitution states that states have to follow the federal laws. It, you know, if it's been dictated by the Supreme court, et cetera, all those sorts of things, it's been legislated. All those things have happened. It has to follow them whether they want to or not. I mean, if they didn't have to do that, the states would just do what the fuck they wanted all the time. And it wouldn't matter what the federal government said. So it's in the fucking constitution. They don't read the constitution though. They just read the Texas one, I guess. Um, but they also want to pass uh, as part of this bill. Um, not only that portion, they also want to, uh, there are other bills being presented as well that say, um, that any time a clerk um, marries a gay couple or issues a license to a gay couple, that their salary is waived for the year. Therefore, that person would lose their entire salary just because they they followed the instruction of the national government, of the federal government. There's another one that says they want to um, amend the uh, same-sex marriage uh, so that it's not allowed – uh, regardless of the federal government, and actually pass an additional bill that says, regardless of what they say, we do what we want. And then the Secretary of State would have to issue all licenses and no money, as I said, would be uh, able to be used for that purpose. So we have all of this fucking bullshit going on here and in other states where they're trying so hard, so hard to not um, allow gay people to get married. Now, I talk about you know these these people – uh, on the, that side of the aisle and, and their their contempt for gay people and their hatred for us. And, of course, if you ask them, they're going to say, oh, I don't hate gay people. I just don't believe in what they do or I hate, you know, hate the sin, uh, not the sinner or whatever the fucking saying is that Christians often say. Um, but they'll say they don't hate gay, gay people, but they do – their actions say otherwise. It is the action that matters, not what you say, in my opinion. What you say is important, of course, but what you do is even more important than that because words are meaningless without action. So um, in order for them to uh, 
um, in order for them to try to continue to, uh, you know, berate us and to make us, you know, um, second class citizens or relegate us to that status in this this country, they continually uh, do what they can, and that is hatred to 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 continue to try to curtail my rights or anyone else's rights simply because of how you believe and your belief belief is not based on anything but belief. It's not necessarily based on fact. It's just based on what you believe, what you think. Um, it's not based on the constitutional, um, the constitution, as I've mentioned already, it's based simply upon their personal preferences based upon only upon what they particularly believe in. And, as long as someone else's rights don't infringe upon someone else's, there's no reason for them not to exist. There's no reason for gay people not to be able to get married um, just because some people don't like it. Um, just like there's no reason for heterosexual people not to get, be able to get married just because some people don't like it. I mean, it just depends on um, who you're talking to, of course, but I don't know. Anyway, so, um, but of course what I was going to say is we, we don't just have people on the Republican side that are against us or necessarily not the Republican side, but on the other side, heterosexuals that are all against us and hate us. You would think that gay people generally are going to be pro-gay. And there are some who actually actually aren't. For example, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, Dolce & Gabbana came out and said that they don't believe in gays having babies or gay marriage and blah, blah, blah. So there are gay people in our own community whom are, who, are, who are hurting our cause as well. So it's not just them. Of course, they're a, a huge minority. But beyond that, we have the stupid gay hotelier, Ian Reisner, and I think his partner, whatever, in, um, I think, I can't remember where they lived, in Provincetown or Fire Island or something like that. I think it was Fire Island in New York State, who, who were hosting Ted Cruz at a dinner. And of course, when it got out that these high-profile wealthy gay men were hosting anti-gay Ted Cruz, it was incredibly uh, incredible news, a story. It was one of the top stories, right? And so he got tons of hate mail and tons of backlash for having hosted Ted Cruz, who's a horrible Texas senator, who was extremely anti-gay, who was extremely close-minded and a complete moron, by the way, worse than George Bush, by the way, uh, Jr., um, he hosted this guy who was completely against his own self-interest. And so he issued an apology a couple of days ago. And he says, quote, I am shaken to my bones by the emails, texts, postings, and phone calls of the past few days. I made a terrible mistake. I was ignorant, naive, and much too quick in accepting a request to co-host a dinner with Cruz at my home without taking the time to completely understand all of his positions on gay rights. I've spent the past 24 hours reviewing videos of Cruz uh, Cruz's statements on gay marriage, and I am shocked and angry. I sincerely apologize for hurting the gay community and so many of our friends, family, allies, customers, and employees. I will try my best to make up for my poor judgment again. I'm deeply sorry. I'm sorry, but that's fucking bullshit. First of all, how can you not know what, who Ted Cruz is, first of all? Secondly, what he stands for? And third, if you're going to have somebody speak, you're going to support someone essentially, and, and have them speak at your home or your place of business and hosting a dinner for them, wouldn't it make sense for you to actually research them and see what the fuck they believe first? I think so. I'm sorry, this is unforgivable and the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. If he's being 
honest and truthful about this, he's a fucking idiot because who doesn't look, I mean, if I had, if I were hosting a dinner for a politician, I would look him up first or her up first and see what they believe before I agree to it. It's so fucking stupid. So anyway, he's gotten a huge backlash, but we've got morons like that that don't help our cause as well. Um, but the good thing is there are lots of signs coming forward uh, in how people in the new generation, I should say the younger generations, are behaving and um, what they're doing about gay rights and just how they interact and how they um, how they handle gay issues in general. In general, it's far better than, than the previous generations ever were, and it seems to always be that way. Every generation seems to be far more progressive and open-minded than the one before it. Uh, generally speaking. And um, so much so that there was a kid in high school whose best friend was gay who he asked him out to a prom very publicly on a huge banner um, in a funny way. I can't remember what the banner said exactly, but it was really funny and cute. Um, essentially asked his gay best friend out to the prom. And he's not gay. He's straight. His friend's gay. But he actually asked him out to the prom. He's not. He has no problem with that. He has no problem with people think about it. He has no problem if people think he's gay. He just wants to go out with his best friend because he didn't have a date, and they, he didn't have a date, and so they wanted to go together. So what's wrong with that, right? And so that's one way that people are. Um, you know, it seems like the new generation is getting. I don't know better about these types of things. Um, there's also people though, of course, like straights who, unlike this guy, who are having straight pride parades. I mean. Straight pride parades. Straight pride parades. <laughs> Let's talk about straight pride, first of all. Um, first of all, these are students that are in Ohio that essentially don't care about gay people, and they're having an eight-day straight pride week. Uh, the posters that they posted across their campus um, called for students to kick off finals week by not annoying the shit out of everyone about your sexual orientation and not telling everyone how you different you are essentially saying that gay people do that all the time. Let's discuss and educate these people for a moment and maybe educate yourself if you don't know or understand, or at least in my assessment of things, why there's straight, why there's gay pride. And then we'll talk about straight pride. The reason that there is gay pride and has, have, I've always seen it and I've always kind of boiled it down is that it's for visibility. And this is how I see it. You may disagree, but it's for visibility. People always ask, why do you need a pride parade to celebrate your gayness? Well, the reason that we need a, a gay pride parade, of course, it's not as necessary as now as it was before, but it's still necessary in my opinion, um, is so people, first of all, recognize that we exist. And secondly, that they cannot ignore us. As long as we continue to make ourselves visible without apology, because we shouldn't owe anyone an apology for being who and what we are, um, as long as we're able to continue to make our presence known, as my fraternity's, um, <laughs> my fraternity's uh, motto was, by the way, making our presence known, um, was uh, as long as that's happening – homophobes, people who hate us, people who don't want us to be able to have equal rights, etc., are not able to ignore us. They're not able to just turn their back and act like we don't exist. If we didn't do that, then they would be able to do that and nothing would ever change or move forward. So it's about advancement of our causes. And in something as simple and as small as having a pride parade or um, being visible about being gay or openly gay or coming out, those sorts of things, all of those things are feeding into the exact same thing a pride parade does because these things are all about visibility. Visibility is important. You know, when I was a kid, um, there were so few people on TV that were gay. There were just, and so, you know, as a, for example, when if you're a little black girl 
like Oprah Winfrey, for example, she'd always talked about when she was little, all she wanted was to see somebody like herself on television. She saw Diane Carroll in that role of Julia, the nurse. Uh, and that was like, she was like the first black female character on TV or something that wasn't like a hooker or something like that, you know, who was actually a lead role. And she just starved for someone who looked like her that she could relate to and emulate to some degree if she wanted to. And it's the same for gay kids. Gay kids wanted, you know, want the same things. The same for me when I was a kid, I was starving for any sort of any kind of um, um, crumb of gayness that I could could. Uh, that helped me better understand myself, helped me better understand um, other people and how, how to relate to them with being gay, heterosexuals or whatever, and gay relationships and, and sex, sex and everything else. So, I, you know, because as a gay child, generally you're raised by heterosexual parents. <clears throat> as a result of that, unless your parents are very progressive and open-minded about being gay, you're not going to be able to go talk to them about what it's like to be gay and how you can be, um, uh, how you can be yourself and how to talk to people about being gay. And, and I don't know, just the gay culture in general. Um, and so that's all you're wanting. So I was talking today about how, when I was a kid that, that there was just, you're looking for any kind of, um, person on television and we were watching the view and Ryan Philippi was on there. And I was mentioning how he was one of the first gay people I, I saw on TV, he wasn't gay. He's not gay. I'm sorry. Gay characters on TV that I saw. And he was on one life to live as a 16 year old. when I was 16 years old, 15 or 16. And he, uh, played a gay guy, a gay teenager on the show. And that was incredibly groundbreaking, especially for the day. It looks like 1994, three, something like that. No, 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 no. 1916. How old would I have been? 16, 15, 1991, 1999, 91, something like that. Anyway, so um, he was, uh, you know, a trailblazer without realizing it. And so this is why. So me being a, a gay kid, I was like, oh my god, there's somebody who's like, who's gay and look, he's normal, he's not like crazy or selling his body or whatever. He's like a normal person. He's not with AIDS or whatever. And um, so when you begin to find these crumbs in books and novels and in um, and movies and plays and things like that, I look and read everywhere. I consumed it in comics, everything, um, be trying to find people like myself. And so. That's why it's so important to be visible with pride parades and, and with being openly gay because you are helping the next generation. You're helping the people who came who come after you um, by just by the mere fact that you're open about who and what you are and unapologetic about it. And so just by the fact of living your life openly, that helps other people. Even, even if they're not kids, it helps people who haven't come out yet who are older or whatever as well. It helps the general pub public and population not to be able to ignore our people, gay people. It helps to move forward, advance the rights that we are still fighting for and will continue to fight for for a while. So these are the reasons why we have gay pride parades. Now, straight people, these straight people are wanting to have straight parades. Of course, they're doing it in a facetious manner and also in a mean-spirited one, trying essentially to somehow, um, you know, uh, undermine and somehow belittle our uh, pride events and, uh, and the reason we have them, as I just mentioned. So there is no need. <laughs> the point is there is no need for a same, for a, um, an opposite sex or heterosexual, uh, pride parade. If you want to have a pride parade, fine, have a straight pride parade. Good for you. You're straight. 
wonderful. But the only reason to have one is to be an ass about it, not because you really need one. You don't need a straight pride parade because straight people are not oppressed. You're not oppressed, straight people. Heterosexual people are not oppressed. Heterosexual people make up between 80 and 90% of the population in this country. They are not oppressed. And in the world, you're, you can't be oppressed and be the majority, that much of a majority. It's just not possible. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with them having a parade or having a pride event if they're doing it for the right reasons. But the point is, it's unnecessary and unneeded. No one needs a straight pride parade because you're not oppressed. It's like saying, let's have a pride parade for white, heterosexual, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant males fucking whatever who fucking needs that you don't need it because you're not oppressed you never have been you never will be so shut the fuck up okay um so did i discuss bruce jenner yet no i didn't so let me talk about bruce jenner real quick so bruce jenner of course as you know came out um did i talk about him already i hope not <laughs> i kind of like went crazy with, with vomit today sorry vomiting uh verbal vomit today vomiting diarrhea what's my word i'm looking for I'm not high, by the way. I probably sound like it, but I'm just like I have I have like a lot of energy today. Um, but Richner came out. He is transgender, and as transgender, I think I did talk about this, but I don't think I went that much into it. But he came out as transgender, and he um, said he's not gay, and he that he is actually uh, heterosexual. So. Diane Sawyer kept asking him, you know, trying to get to the bottom of what does that mean? Does that mean that you're going to be a lesbian when you become a woman or are you going to be, are you still going to be, are you going to be like a straight, uh, females? So you're going to be into men. What does that mean? He wouldn't, he wouldn't really answer her. And I think that, you know, people do get confused sometimes by this question, you know, whether being transgender means that you're straight or gay it has nothing to do with it your sexual orientation and your in your gender are two different things two separate entities and people often conflate the two because they're not the same thing just because you're a man does not mean you're attracted to women it could mean you're attracted to men right so because you're a man means that you, you can be gay you can be straight you can be straight you can be bisexual whatever asexual whatever uh same with a woman so if you are a man who becomes a woman uh, as a man, you were heterosexual. That was your sexual orientation. You were attracted to women. So most likely it means that he's going to be a lesbian. And that's what I think. I don't know. Um, but if he, if he may actually have ever repressed feelings and been gay and just not ever admitted to it, he said he's never had any kind of sexual relationship with a man. So if that's true, he probably is just a lesbian <laughs> because he is a woman. So as a woman, He's attracted to other women, therefore he would be a lesbian. Uh, so that's what I think, but I don't know. I mean, who the fuck I know? But anyway, um, the other thing I was to talk about quickly is um, the. Oh wait, where's my list? Hold on, real quick. Talked about that. Oh, hunting season. Hunting season, by the way, if you've never seen it, is a show on. I think it's on Amazon Prime or. Is it on Netflix? I can't remember which one it's on. I paid for it, so it must be on Amazon Prime or something. Anyway, it's a really good show uh, about this guy who's you know looking for love and whatever in New York City, and it's sort of like a basically like a Sex in the City for gay guys essentially, and um, it's very sexually explicit by the way, lots of penis and you know all that stuff. So it's it's not shy at all. Anyway, it's coming back. It actually has come back to yesterday or coming back tonight, I think, or something this week. So check that out. And uh, if you haven't seen Hunting Season, you can go to 
Uh, I think it's hunting season. Let me look for it real quick. Hunting season TV, hunting season TV. And you can actually go on there and you can download the episodes. Uh, and they're not free. I think you can get them for free. If you want to watch them in low quality. Oh, I know what it was. If you want to watch them without the sexual explicit nature, <laughs> when they cut out the penises and they cut out the hot sex and stuff like that, then you can watch them for free. If you want to watch them, a full on, then you can download them for a price. I think it's like 20 bucks for the whole season or something. So I watched it last year and, um, uh, it's very good. It's a good show. It should be an actual real show on TV, like HBO or something, but it's not. But anyway, um, but anyway, finally in closing, I guess, um, so same sex marriage is not inevitable. It's something we have to continue to fight for and something that I think it's inevitable. I should say this or clarify that. I think it is inevitable, ultimately inevitable, yes. But I mean, immediately with this next decision in the Supreme Court, there's no guarantee that they're going to inevitably uh, pass same-sex marriage. I think they probably will, um, but it's not inevitable it's going to happen. So don't get complacent. Don't begin to just say, oh, we're going to have same-sex marriage in a month, and you know, everything's going to be fine, and hunky-dory, and all that stuff. No. Uh, let's just hold our horses and see how the things go and what they decide. But the good thing is that the primary movement of the country, the, the majority of the country, I think 72% of the country or something like that, somewhere like 67 to 70% or something of the country are for gay marriage now, which is a huge number compared to just, you know, 10 years ago when it was like less than 50, it was like, I think 30 or something percent. So, I mean, we have moved so far and so far forward and we are going to get our equality, whether people who are anti-gay like it or not. And it's going to happen. So it's just a matter of time, but be patient and don't be disappointed if in a month they say no. But I think in a month from now or six weeks, whatever, or by the end of June, I should say, we'll know and hear the Supreme Court state that it is unconstitutional to disallow gay marriage throughout any state in the country, and therefore every state must recognize gay marriage in the exact same way that it was ruled in Loving versus Virginia about interracial marriage, that people are and do have the right to marry whomever they want as long as they're not related or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I think it'll be exactly the same thing. It's history repeating itself, and we will be well on our way to full equality in this country. So. I thank you for listening to the show tonight. I'll be back next Tuesday. If you want to email me, you can email me at info at offlimitsshow.com. You can also go to offlimitsshow.com and find out more about me there. And I will talk to you soon. And be sure next time if you want to listen to the show live, uh, listen to the show at midnight on Tuesday, uh, Central Time. I know few people are available at that time to listen live, but if you want to, you can always call into the show there. You can also call into the show anytime if you want, and you can actually leave a message for me at 214-377-0489, and you can uh, I'll play it for on the show and answer any questions you may have. So until next time, have a good night and stay gay. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 